Will you guys pray with me the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. All right, you guys may be seated. Today's verse is Matthew 6, verse 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not only is this a part of the Lord's Prayer, but it's also a part of this bigger Sermon on the Mount that we've been in for quite some time now and will continue to be in for quite some time. But I'm going to try something a little different, something I haven't actually done in 10 years. Uh, is I, I felt I was praying about this sermon last night. I was talking about the ideas in it. And I, I usually write my sermon Sunday morning. Like I do all my study. I have all my notes. I have all my stuff collected. I wake up really early. I write out my sermon on Sunday morning. And I did that. I woke up this morning. But last night I felt the Lord put on my heart just put this one in bullet points. Let's see how it goes. So I don't know if it was the Lord or I was just like, I don't know what it was. We'll see how it goes this morning. Again, this church is called Grace and Mercy Church for many reasons. Worship is not the only one. So, uh, but this is just an exercise in trusting that God has something for us today, that it's not about the preparation. It's not that all that goes into it, but I really love this idea. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's a really big idea, right? Like I was asking a number of people this week is like, what do you think God's will is? And they're like, oh, that's the biggest question ever. So one of the ways that I learned this is really early on in my, uh, in our marriage was uh, Mo was pregnant with Hadassah. I was in Haiti for two months beforehand helping out. It was in 2010. So it was right after the earthquake. I was in Haiti for those two months. And I came back and I thought I had like three months to prepare to, uh, you know, I was always scared when I had a, when I knew a baby was coming that, oh, they're so small. Like, what do I do with it? I hadn't really held babies that much. And so I get home and figuring I got three months, like Mo and I were hanging out and, and, and she comes home from work. She's like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I just feel like, Feel like something's going on with the baby or whatever and so she called one of her girlfriends and she's like mo your water broke oh. your water broke and so like she's like no no and she's like listen just go to the hospital just to check out so <clears throat> we go to the hospital and sure enough mo's water had broke uh, i think she was 20 no you're 28 weeks when the water broke oh, yeah. 28 weeks when the water broke and so we get into uh, one hospital, I forget, Northwest Hospital, and then we were rushed to uh, Swedish First Hill. And then, and uh, I remember I called Pastor Steve Tompkins, who's our pastor at the time. And I, I'd been doing a lot of reading uh, at the time. And so really just about this question, the will of God is like, okay, you just kind of let God have his will. <clears throat> Don't make sure you're not praying outside his will. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like, I remember Steve came and he's like, well, let's pray, right? Because Mo was like, they're doing the, and trying to see where the fluids were at and like adding. And it was just like a really, really scary time. 
And so I was like, Lord, now I had just been from in Haiti where there was death all around us, right? And obviously like there was 200 something thousand people killed in that. And like one of my good friends from Haiti, like his mom was dead and I, I saw the building. And so like death was on my mind a lot at that time. And, um, and so I, I, I prayed, I was like, Lord, I pray that, you know, I pray that Hadassah, we knew it was going to be a girl. We knew it was Hadassah. I pray that Hadassah comes, that Mo's safe. You know, but Lord, if it's your will to take her, we'll trust you. And Steve stopped me cold. He's like, Scott, listen, I want to point you to Revelation where God says no pain, no sickness, no death. I want to point you to the verses that says that God desires life for us. I want to point you to this. And I want you to pray, not like whatever. Don't pray about the death. Pray for life. Ask God for life. This is his will. For your daughter life health for your wife now if he takes her that's another question we'll go we'll go down that but for now we pray that god gives her life and i was i was so floored by it because i was just like so taken out of that idea is like well whatever happens happens no big deal right i'll just trust in god which there is a point where we need to get there right like there is a point where we need to get there but in that moment it wasn't the right point and i would it was your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we can see heaven in Revelation, right? We can see heaven in Revelation 21 and 22. No more pain, no more sickness, no more all, all this kind of stuff. So we consider what is God's will to be one of the biggest questions that we pray. We all pray for different things, right? We pray for this, we pray for that. Do we know it's in the Lord's will? I don't know. Like sometimes we do, but what is the Lord's will? Those things we can pray with confidence that Jesus will answer them, right? That he will answer them. Or what does it look like for God's kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven? It's a beautiful and difficult question, and it's one that's been argued about and united people and divided people over time. But for us this morning, I really want us to go, what can I pray with confidence? What is it that I can pray for confidence? So when we pray, your kingdom come. That's what we're praying, right? We can pray uh, that to see God's kingdom on earth like it is in heaven. It's unbelievable that God's will isn't just taking place in some mythical land that doesn't exist for us yet. It's not a mythical, it's a true myth, as C.S. Lewis would say. But some land uh, that we kind of like, we don't know exactly what heaven's going to look like. We don't know what it's going to look like. And yet, at the same time, there are some things there that we do know what it's going to look like. And so, God's will isn't just taking place in the end times. It's taking place in our hearts, in our lives today, as we live it out, as we walk it out, as we pray it out. This is what God's doing in our lives, right? Your kingdom come, Lord. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The first hearers of this would have heard it as a political statement. Oh, yeah, Jesus, kingdom come. Here we go. Let's, let's usher in Israel. And yet, even today, as we sit here now, the battle for that holy land is still in place. And yet, Jesus is still king over all. And it's unbelievable. His kingdom is here. One of the things that I did in my study and that was really fascinating was Jesus said the kingdom of God is at hand. It's at hand. 
while he was there. So Jesus is the kingdom of God, but it was at hand. So when he healed people, when he raised them from the dead, when he spoke, when he let the little children come to him, God's kingdom was there in those things. It wasn't the military power or might. It wasn't that. It's that God is doing some things. So there's a few things that I thought um, that I thought about when it comes to things that we can pray with confidence. And this was actually beautiful. We were we were um, uh, on vacation, and we told this this pastor lady that we were staying with, and we said, "Hey, um, what are some? Uh, we're, these are some things we're praying for." And so we we said we're praying for the salvation for Mo's mom and dad. And she goes, "Oh yeah, God's going to do it. Let's pray for that right now." And I was just like, she was so matter of fact about it. She's like, "Yeah, God, like." Did you, have you not read the scriptures that say God desires all men to be saved? John three sixteen. God so loved the world that he came to save the world, that he gave his one and only son. He didn't come into the world to condemn it, but to save us. And he wants your parents, your in-laws to be saved. So let's pray. Jesus, please save Yanta. And so God's will is salvation for our friends and family. We pray for this. We expect for this. We desire this. Now, and we ask for it as if we believe that salvation belongs to the Lord and we believe that, uh, that God desires for all men to be saved. Another thing that we can pray for is the fruits of the Spirit to be evident in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against these things, there is no law. Absolutely. So we can live that out. We can pray for these things. So when you're in that moment and you're in sorrow, Lord, I just need some joy. We can pray this with confidence that God will sometime, somehow give us the peace that passes all understanding, protecting our hearts and our minds from the evil one. And especially like when we're in confusion, right? Like this is one of the things like how many of us in our prayer lives have been confused? <laughs> yeah, right. Like it's like, Lord, you desire all people to be saved, but I've been asking for this for 30 years or whatever. Like, I've been asking for this person to be saved for a long, long time. And is it, I don't know, maybe they're just a vessel for dishonorable use. I don't know. Like, you know, what do you, you can find scriptures to argue with yourself or you can do things in your mind. But Lord, I want to pray right now, salvation. I want to pray for peace in this, Lord. I want to pray for your joy as I walk this out and as I'm attempting to trust you in this. The other thing, and we'll get into this more next week, but we can pray for earthly provision. I would even argue this, and it would be a longer argument, and I would have to actually manuscript this part out to make it like a really good argument. But I would say that we can pray for abundance. Jesus came to give us life, and life what? Life abundant, right? He came to give us life abundant. You know why? So that when we are in abundance, what do we get to work out of? An overflow. When we have an overflow, we can work for this. So when we pray, God, please give me. And again, this isn't just money. This is like, please give me joy. So then when I get into this situation, it's not coming from a a dry well. It's coming from the overflow of my heart. And so this idea of earthly possession as well, like, look, we want to be a generous people. One of the things that we do with the thrill of hope is give money away. We want to be a generous people. It's way easier to be generous from an overflow than it is from a bottom of the barrel and yet at the same time either way we still get to give and be generous right and so we also get to pray this in confidence jesus will you please lead us and guide us will you please be with us 
Will you please? Lord, we're trying to seek first your kingdom of God, and we can't do this on our own. We need you. We need you to lead us and guide us and trust that he will. And by the way, sometimes when he's not speaking, it's because he's not moving you. He wants you right where you're at. That's a hard lesson too, right? God move us. I know Mo and I have been in a season where it's like, God, please move us for quite a while now. And he's saying, I got you. And he shows us every now and again how he has us. And, and yet we're still begging, okay, Jesus, lead us and guide us, lead us and guide us. And he will, as we seek first the kingdom of God and what things shall be added unto you? All these things, all these things. And we can pray this with confidence that God will answer it. I'll say this too. You know what else we can pray for and ask and expect? We can pray for miracles. Just crazy things. Like we can pray for them. Like we don't know, right? So we can ask. I've literally seen a man's leg grow. Like I've literally seen people like cancer held at bay. I've had visions on mountaintops and dream dreams that have come true. All this stuff is real and I can't explain it. And, uh, but yet at the same time, we can expect for the miraculous. It's unbelievable what we can expect in this as a part of God's will. Because if you look at what Jesus did, when the kingdom of God is at hand, exact thing that we're praying for, what happened? Miracles. They're not dead today. They still continue on. And so, uh, and by the way, when I say this, we don't get to conjure them up either. You know, like we don't, we don't get to do that or, or uh, every, everything. I think at one point, if I had manuscripted it, I probably would have said life's a miracle. And so the very existence of life is a miracle and we can pray for that all the time. And so in this, as we pray for this, I'll tell another story. I was at um, a church probably about 25 years ago and we were praying as a church and we'd had prayer meetings for this one lady, this sweet lady that had cancer. And we all prayed and we believed and we laid hands on her time and time again, believing that God would heal her and then she died. So I called the pastor and I was like, I was like, what? I was real, I was young at the time and trying to like go and okay, like this was my first real experience, like praying for somebody that, and I believed that God was going to heal her. I was like, Lord, look, you're going to do this thing. And she died. So I called the pastor and he goes, well, somebody in the church didn't believe apparently. And I was like, oh, that's a misappropriation of what, what this means. That's not it. Because we all have those moments too. When we pray for something, we pray it in faith and we believe that God's going to do this thing. It's in accordance with his will, like healing and life, right? And it doesn't happen. And we're left going, oh God, what was that? So even in this, as we pray, your kingdom come with faith, with confidence, your will be done in faith and confidence as earth as it is in heaven. And we see the picture of heaven. We don't get to dictate how the prayer is answered. We don't get to dictate how the prayer is answered. You know what we get to do? Submit ourselves to the kingship of Jesus and let him be king and let him rule as he rules. It's hard. So we pray, we ask, we seek, and yet we're loyal subjects of a king. And that king, Jesus. And so, even if God's will is done, so I, I think of this, like, I, I always thought of, like, when somebody um, is asking for healing and they pass away. And then somebody will always, evidently, especially in church circles, they'll say, well, I mean, they're, they're whole now. And I always thought, oh, well, that's just kind of a cop-out. But the truth is, they are whole now. They are healed now. It's not in the way that we wanted it, right? It's not in the way that we expected it. It's 
totally unexpected, and God has made them whole in those times. And so, but I'll say this. We, a couple years ago, we preached Revelation, right? We preached through Revelation. And over and over again, what happens? God reveals himself. He says, hey, I'm here. I'm doing this thing. And people look at it and go, nah. God's will was being done. And they're like, nah, that's not God. And they go on. And, and how many times in Revelation was it? Oh, and again, he's like, and I'm here and I'm doing this thing. And they're like, I don't think that's actually God. That's this, that, or the other. So when we are there and we're submitting to God, and sometimes even if God's will is done perfectly and wholly, if, even if it's at hand, not everybody's going to see it. Not everybody's going to admit that, yep, that's God's work, right? Not everybody is going to be able to fully accept that this is God's will. And some people, they will, they, they'll have that and they'll take that and it'll drive them away from God because they're like, well, Obviously, Lord, you didn't hear me in this. You didn't hear me in this. So I'm just going to say you don't exist. Or I'm going to do this other thing. And yet, God is there. So even when God's will is done, we, that's why we need to pray for eyes to see it. God, please, give us the eyes to see your will. Give us the eyes to follow you. Even when, even when our faith is dark, even when we can't see all that we trust in, all that we want to see, we get to trust him. We get to submit to his will and trust. By the way, trust is a mega, mega, mega theme in scripture, right? Words like trust, faith, all these things. Like we get to put our hopes in Christ, in these things, trusting. The reason why I think it's in scripture so, so much is because it's so hard at times. Not all the time, but at times it is very hard. So we get to move our will. It says... Your will, right? So I think when we pray for certain things, it's like, look, I have an idea of how I would like things to work out, right? Uh, by this time, grace and mercy is almost 10. I think originally when I prayed for grace and mercy, I think we would have been at like 300 people by now, right? We're not. I don't know if you can tell, but we're not 300 people. But I still pray for, not this morning, maybe, maybe next week, I don't know. So we'll, we'll see. That'll be, uh, this, this room would be really packed with 300 people. But, um, you know, who knows what God's going to do, but we can pray and ask. And yet at the same time, trust him, walk, submit our wills to him and, and let him have his way, right? Like let him have his way. Um, we live in a time that's already, but not yet. Now that's a very difficult, like, concept to understand and we don't fully understand it either right but we get to move in this idea of the already and but not yet in faith and trust jesus said the kingdom of god is at hand jesus said it is he a liar no he's not a liar this is true statement that he says the kingdom of god is at hand but it also says the, the scriptures are also i believe at least in picture saying that not all will see it either so we get to have our our wills bend towards him and trust him. And I, I will say this. Miracles are happening every day. Miracles are happening in our midst every day. The kingdom of God truly is at hand, whether we can see it or not, whether we submit and trust him or we doubt whatever's happening. But something as small as this. How many of us in a dark time have just received a phone call or text word of encouragement? Didn't move anything. Didn't change the situation, but it's like, hey, sis, praying for you. I don't, whatever you got going on, is there anything I can pray for? You text back, no, I'm good. 
but thanks for praying. But not all is good, right? Like not all is good in those moments. And so something small like an encouragement is a miracle. I don't know how many times certain themes come up, but I have this theme that comes up in my life where I call somebody and they're like, oh my gosh. And I like, maybe I hadn't talked to them in a while. Maybe I was just about to call you. And it's come up so many times that I don't think it's like hyperbole. I think it's actually real. Like, it's like, yeah, because it happens all the time. Hey, I was just thinking about you. I was just about to call you. And then whatever it is, then we just catch up, right? And, and we talk and maybe there's something going on. Maybe there's something not that, that's not happening. It's just, we just needed to connect and be encouraged. I believe that's a miracle. I believe God does these things to encourage us, right? It doesn't need to be like, I love the movies whenever Jesus does something. It's like, oh, right? And the halo comes and the light shines through the clouds in such a specific way. And the music's just crescendoing. And then Jesus is like, be healed. And then everybody, you know, it's just amazing. No, it just happens in ordinary life as we walk it out. When Jesus was there, hey, rise up. Uh, there was no orchestra there like strumming the cello extra hard at that moment. It wasn't there. But I think something small as an encouragement is just a miracle as being cured of cancer. Being, I really do. And so we need to look for that. We need to have the eyes to see this. But not everything. As we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. As we submit and trust him, not everything that happens is how we want it. And yet, we still trust. I think about it like this. Like, let's think about it biblically for a moment. Jesus came. He said, the kingdom of God is at hand. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. This is what we pray. This is, I'm teaching to pray. This is how it's going to be answered. All the things that Jesus was doing, all the scripture that Jesus was fulfilling, all the first hearers of that day recognizing these things and going like, ooh, this guy's the Messiah. He's the one. Even if we get to Palm Sunday, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. May your plans succeed is what Hosanna means. May your plans succeed as they bring in this king into Jerusalem. A week later, what happens? He's dead. He's dead. He's nailed on a cross He's crucified. Is is that how you'd imagine it? No, not me. That's not how I'd pray for it. Oh, Jesus, I pray that you will just bless me, but let it be through a ton of pain, Lord. (laughs) You know, that's not how we pray. It's like, Lord, no, help us. But not everything happens how we want, and yet still we trust. We still trust. Jesus going to the cross shows us that we can trust him. He rose from the dead. We believe that. Our whole lives are based on that. Paul says, if it wasn't like for the fact that he, uh, that he rose from the dead, then everything I do is in vain. Everything I do. And he lived a life for Jesus. And so Jesus going to the cross, dying, saving us from our sins, his kingdom was at hand, even in those moments. Even in those painful moments, his kingdom is still at hand and he's there. His kingdom is coming on earth as it is in heaven. This was the plan. This was the plan that they had. And so I'll ask you this. Who could have imagined some of the things that we've gone through? Personally, collectively? What have you gone through in your life that you prayed about for a long time that didn't go your way? 
that in fact went the complete opposite. Like that's a that's a scroll I feel like sometimes, right? When we're in those moments we can feel like it's a it's a scroll. As we look back and we see the pain, sometimes in hindsight, right? Just twenty twenty, you can see a little clearer, you can see and you can see and I would encourage us to go through I was thinking about this morning uh, a difficult times in my life that God didn't answer my prayers and yet I'm so grateful for I think of like this girl that broke up with me praise be to Jesus <laughs> now I'm saying that you know so many years later praise be to Jesus but the time was brutal I spent months crying it was hard I was like God where are you what are you doing like I thought this was the one he's like nah it's not the one not the one and i'm grateful for it i think of i've been look grace and mercy's birthday is coming up in a in a couple weeks and so i've been thinking a lot about the birthday and i think uh 10 years ago mo and i lived in texas yeah 10 years ago mo and i lived in texas and as i look back over that time it would have been january that my this january my dad would have passed away 10 years ago Look back at the passing of my dad and what that did in my life. I remember walking out the door after my dad passed and I was with Tyler Powell. Some of you guys know him. And I go, and I'll never forget it. I'll never forget the exchange. Walked out. I'd been crying all night. I walked out and I said, "Um, man, this changes everything. Tyler looked at me and he said, what does it change? It changes nothing. God's still good. I'm like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that God's not good. I'm saying this changes everything. I knew there was some foundational, like something shifting in my life that was massive at the time. It didn't go my way. I was actually going to call my dad. Instead, I was getting on the plane to go be with my family that day. I think of my dad passing and I think about the question that I got. The first moment I stepped back, the first person that I called when I got to Texas, it was a friend, a pastor friend of mine in Texas. He goes, do you feel like you're home? And that question haunted me, haunted me, like literally was like in my dreams. Do you feel like you're home? And so I brought it to Mo and we set aside a month to pray about it. And we just had to answer no. So we're going to go home. That's what happened. And then not only that, but I think about even in the midst of that, in the midst of grieving and the idea of comfort and stuff. That's where Zeke came from. Is it how I wanted it? No. I would love for my dad to still be here. There's so much fishing that he needs to teach me about, right? So there's so much that um, uh, it would relieve you, Jen. It would would get you off the hook, yeah, of your responsibility. Yeah, for sure. But The passing of my dad led to Ezekiel and my subsequent move, which allows us to be here today in this room. Would I change that? Not at all. Fun story. Can I interject? Yeah, absolutely. You can interject. (laughs) I don't have it scripted today, Jen, so we're good. Yeah. On a Sunday morning, I was getting ready to go to church, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. It was such clarity. And he said, everything that you have is to be used to bless somebody else. And, like, get ready. And that afternoon... One of you, I don't recall. You said it was me. Reached out and said, we're coming back and we need a place to stay. And, and so it was like just an easy, obvious, like that's what he was preparing me for. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all in the same day. But it was so, like, yeah, it was yeah. really cool. That really is really cool. cool. And we won't do a raise of hands to see who's lived in your basement because we all have at this point. Yeah, we all have at this point. 
So, um, uh, <laughs> I just, yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> so it's just, when we look back at those things, right? When we look back at those moments and those things and those ways, we can see that God is answering prayers. And I pray that this gives us hope. I pray that it gives us the courage to keep praying. I pray that it keeps us submitted to Christ in all things and in all our prayers and in all our ways. And in that, we might trust Him. That, trust Him that your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen.